welcome to Nerd Stocking. I'm Bill, and with me is T'Chada. And tonight we're reviewing Black Panther, starring Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis. Oh wait, I think I think there were some other actors in there too. <laughs> Besides Martin Freeman? Yeah. Oh yeah, Andy Serkis. No, oh, I did you just say that? There's more. <laughs> there's more than that. You know, Chad Bozeman. No, there's no other Chad. As we said before, there's, there can be only one. There can be only one. Going around the world, <laughs> eliminating Chads. Exactly. That's the world's most boring Highlander sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I once lived in uh, Florida. Okay, I'm, you have my sympathies. And uh, you got out alive, did you? And I actually met another Chad. Okay. Who had the same birthday as me? Wow, that is isn't freaky. that weird? Yeah. That's a Black Mirror episode. But he lives in Florida, so he's probably dead now. <laughs> I wish I could laugh at that, but I can't. <laughs> uh, at the top of the show, I'd like to remind listeners to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And check out nerdstocking.com for all our social media links, as well as our huge cat log of episodes and more. And not to mention our YouTube channel. And our YouTube uh, All that videos. amazing original content. Yeah. It is comedy a palooza. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's better than statistically, it's better than about eighty percent of the stuff well, on YouTube. I think that our Star Wars milking video is better than the Star Wars film in which it came from. Abs- that's definitely that's you know that's no brainer. That's right? not even yeah, it's not even a question. And uh, I guess you could go to DTube too if you want, because they're stocking as a DTube tube channel for all those D. D-bags. And I would say we're better than 110% of what's on DTube. <laughs> we're so good, we're an extra 10%. We're so good, we're steamy. <laughs> Meow. Reviewing Black Panther. <laughs> I'll try not to be too catty about the film. Uh, don't be a pussy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll try not to get my fur up. Yeah. I'll try not to put my leg straight up in the air and stuff my face in my own crotch. <laughs> Anymore, you mean. <laughs> more, more, more than usual. So, those yoga classes have paid off. <laughs> You're the Steve Bannon yoga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to start off by saying that uh, I think the best part of going to see Black Panther was actually seeing the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was. It was <laughs> amazing. You know, not to say that, the, that Black Panther needed more wasps in it. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a very ironic uh, trailer to run in front of it. That's right. And the wasps. That's like right. the wasp watching this movie. Yep. Now, I think we're in the, the minority by saying this movie, <laughs> this movie was... was just Is this going to be a race, okay. racially charged uh, episode, Chad? No, I think we're going to stumble into it accidentally. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> it's kind of the elephant in the room, so... It's the white elephant in the room. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was it was the Doctor Strange of Marvel films. Yeah, if they'd made a Doctor Strange film, they did. It would be like <laughs> this, except with an all black cast. I think they did make one. Yeah, but yeah, it's very similar that way. There's very, it's very similar. You're right because in Doctor Strange, I thought there was something missing. It's we just I uh, described it all in uh, our previous episode where we reviewed Doctor Strange. So check that out. Uh, yeah, but there was something missing in Doctor Strange, and there's something missing in Black Panther too. I think they're two different things that are missing, but they're both films that just don't have a certain something, right? They failed to launch. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah. there's these are 
it's like having it's like when you watch a movie and or here yep. it's like spider-man spider-man they keep telling the origin story mm. they just keep throwing sure. the origin story at us yeah right yep. and it's like while you're sitting through the origin story you're like okay get to the get to the part where yeah. i want where he's gonna, gonna fight fill the bad in guy. all the noobs that don't yeah. know the origin story so let's get that out of the way and dr strange and black panther are both films that they were like in another film and they decided to have an aside where they gave us uh, an origin story, except it went on for two hours. Right. You know, and then you're sitting there going, shit, I don't even care when the villains get here. Yeah. I think that for me, that's, that's what this is kind of like. It's kind of like, yeah, okay. So you've really introduced him now. Great. But it wasn't much of a movie. Yeah. Well, I found that there was a lot of meandering and downtime in that first half, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of points where it stopped and stuff was explained or they had the uh, power struggle with uh, with uh, T'Challa, which really wasn't that all that interesting. And it just no. it meandered. And there was a lot of where they'd stand and just, ex, you know, exposition. Mm -hmm. And then you're waiting for the action to happen. It's like, I noticed you were checking your watch and everybody in the... Uh, I was looking for popcorn on the floor, too. <laughs> everybody in the audience was squirming in their chairs, but that might be more because they were as torturous as <laughs> Iron Maidens <laughs> well, at the Varsity, where we saw it here in Toronto. Which is an old theater, yeah. which, you know, before the show, I was reminiscing about seeing yeah. Star Wars there yeah. 10 times or yeah, whatever. You're saying you saw Absolute Beginners. Absolute Beginners, yeah. uh, RoboCop, and, uh, you know, it was just like, oh my God, new seats. New seats are so much better. Yeah. Old seats suck. Yeah. I just was waiting for like the iron spike to like to come through the bottom <laughs> of it. I kept thinking in my mind, I was seeing the word confess, confess, confess <laughs> flash on the screen. Like it was a Spanish inquisition. Exactly. They wanted me to fucking give information. Oh, we need I can't take it anymore. I'll tell you anything. Just well, get me out of this fucking chair. That combined with a, a sort of so-so movie, it was like Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, yeah. All you needed was the clips on your eyes. Exactly. It's a terrible thing you've done to Chishala. Keep watching. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> you know, I think right off the bat, I'd say that uh, Wakanda being this, you know, this uh, fictional country, yep. which is cool in the comics and you know, a little bit mysterious in the comics. They never really delve too deep, uh, except in Black Panther, like in the Marvel Jungle Tales, I think they, they'd spend a lot more time than they, than they did when he was in the Avengers. Yeah. But in this film, it's like, they have the the opening reveal where the the, the ship flies through the force field yeah. that is cloaking the, the, the city. This entire city, yep. And it was reminiscent of Thor in the first movie where you, you come into Asgard. The difference is, is that Asgard was this like this incredibly beautiful city, and then they go into the city, and you're you, you're involved in the city. Like right. you see what people are doing, you see where people are living. You go in, you see Odin's throne room, you see the sleeping quarters, you see his bedroom, you see the weapon, the 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 arsenal. Yeah, you see, you see all these in, places in uh, Dark World. I think you see Loki in a jail, and you see all the jails and the force yeah. fields and all that. But even in the that. first one, where they just you know, they're what what they gave us was enough to say that Asgard was a real place. Yeah. In Wakanda, you come in, you see this this city and there's like the the shot that you know it's like a daytime african version of blade runner where they're coming in right. through this through the the towers right and the, all the buildings are done in a sort of african-esque yeah. style well, i noticed one very prominent there's a great big skyscraper then there's like a, a grass hut on the side of it as yeah you go by exactly it, right? yeah. which is again a little absurd it wasn't like that in the comics right they went a little too 
a little too Lion King maybe, mm. you know, to try to really drive it home. And that's fine, whatever. Right. But when they go in, like in the film from beginning to end, you yep. see the science lab mm-hmm. where T'Challa's sister works. Where most of the scenes are, are take almost, place. Almost all of them are there. Yeah. And then there's a couple of times you see the, the throne room. Yep. Where they have the, the group that looks just like the Phantom Menace. You know, the yeah, Jedi exactly. chamber. Exactly. They're all yeah. sitting around. Here they're really there instead of holograms. It's Wakanda. You could have them all as holograms, but and then all there. And then you see them fight outside on the grass. Yeah. Like, it's not even, like, in a, a cool outer area. It's just, there's a little bit of, like, a little area to stand. And then, yeah. like, a, like, a patio. There's a patio. Yeah. And then a lawn. Yeah, it just looks like a set. So many things just look like sets. Yeah. It looks like a set where, in the old days, you'd have a painted uh, backdrop. That's, That's right. What it looks like. And so here the, it's CGI as a backdrop, but it's the same equals the same thing. And so they didn't you didn't and then then you also got to see the market. Yeah. Which is like the market of Wakanda. A kind of whatever crappy market. Yeah. Where they walk through and that, you know, there's nothing fantastic about that. Yeah. And you see where uh the monorails yep. move vibranium from here to there, except unlike a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory way or any of these kind of times where you would see mining. Yeah. Uh, even in like the dwarves with Snow White, yep. you know, you see what they're doing, but in yep. this, you don't see, you never see uh, vibranium being mined. That's right. Because on the one hand, you don't want to make it look like it's like hard labor. There's a slave labor cl- yeah. class there in Wakanda. In a movie, you're trying to say like, but we're all they, equal. But they right? missed the boat by showing that their technology made it a very scientific extraction. Right. And then nobody is la- laboring. Just guy with like anti-grav, you know, carts. Exactly. And, and just like some laser that cuts it out yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Lifts it over so and we stuff. So d- we never actually see vibranium. We just see these mysterious, you know, monorails in the dark moving. The only vibranium you ever really see is just the part of the of the tomahawk or whatever that they take from the museum. They snap the, the anti-circus yeah. going after it. Well, and we know that Captain America shield is made of that stuff. Yep. And like you see stuff that's been made out of it, but you don't see any of the ore. You don't, cause they, they say it's an energy form. It's also a metal. It's all this, all these things. Right. Yep. So I just thought that for all the talk of Wakanda and this kingdom, they failed to make it a place. It was, it right. was a lame backdrop. Especially when Wakanda is considered like a, almost another character in in uh, Black Panther, yeah. Wakanda, the country of Wakanda. That's it's not, what everything is about. But it looks uh, cheap, you know. The whole thing, I thought, really lacked uh, uh, really cool original set pieces. Like, I always go back to Winter Soldier because it really is the best that Marvel's made so far. But uh, they have a great, the great set piece in Winter Soldier, uh, of course, is Cap in the elevator, right? Mm-hmm. And he walks in the elevator and all the other people uh, all the other soldiers and mercs that he works with are all there right and they're going to attack him in this little closed space it's a great set piece but uh you don't really get any of anything like that in black panther like did can you think of any really great set piece no the the best and and the coolest piece of technology that came out of wakanda and that i liked was the the you know somebody throws a thing on a car that car takes form in the lab, the same lab that yeah. you spend most of the time in. Yeah. And then the person can drive the car yeah. through a hologram thing yeah. from that place. And so that whole scene with, they ch- with the, the chase with the driverless car being dri- driven from the lab, that was a pretty cool scene, except it also ends with 
reckless, you know, destruction at what that Black Panther does. Yep. Making this car swerve and fly and crash while he's trying to get Claw. Yep. And in they're in Asia and in Korea. Yeah, in Korea. They're in Korea and there's yeah. like 12 people in a marketplace. <laughs> Cuz you know, Asian they, countries are so underpopulated, Yeah, they did right? they did happen to crash into the only empty market in Korea. <laughs> exactly. So, I think that that's the closest one besides the little hand-to-hand combat things that took place that were all very anticlimactic. Yeah, the melee fights, the hand-to-hand fights were good, but the weird thing is you have uh you have T'Challa and he's going to be crowned. And then some guy from the mountains, mountain tribe comes down and says, uh, I challenge, uh, I challenge for a king because we've got a girl, you know, T'Challa's sister. I've got a girl, you know, making technology and, uh, you know, we're sick of it. We're sick of your rule. And he's like got it. a shopping list of grievances. So T'Challa and this guy fight. There's a great hand-to-hand scene on your porch in your mm-hmm. little pond yeah, the little patio and uh so they oh, do the that pond, fight yeah. and then about two-thirds through the movie or halfway through the movie killmonger shows up then they have to have another hand-to-hand fight for a challenge of the throne where they have a melee fight on that little porch they do the exact same thing twice yeah except the first time it was kind of like out of mad max because it had people in the little caves all the way up the mountain yeah. watching and then the second time they didn't have enough time to tell people and they said that in the film so it was just a small gathering of people for this right. fight so even even the people didn't get to see this uneventful fight <laughs> yeah. and the sh- and the shot that shot in the first fight where they're standing in that standing in that little pond and then they tilt up you see the people all standing on uh, standing on ledges. It looks like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It looks like 1981 technology. It looks yeah. so fake. You just look pasted. It looks like a mat. Now the people of the world have made the, have really gone out of their way to make this movie a statement, right? To say, look, you can put people of color mm-hmm. in a film. Not just put almost, them in a film, but almost entirely. Yeah, it's all centered around them, right? around a hero story, everything, mm-hmm. and about their culture. And it can be successful. So people came out and they really supported this film. They, yep. You know, it's uh, the biggest box office for a four-day weekend since uh, only it's number two to The Force Awakens. Right. Um, and apparently on the Monday they beat Star Wars. Okay. But, you know, I think that the truth was, was that while that's true, and they really went all the way with, you know, black people in general in this film and women, like, because women are like, they're like, warriors all the way through so yeah. they're all all the characters around t'challa are all women right all his bodyguards and his general are, are women and besides all the the talk like there's a lot of talk about uh, political things related to um black culture yep uh in done in a very i think a pretty great way i yep. think it wasn't it wasn't uh preachy it was very uh to the point and well executed right but uh I think that Marvel going into it just were, were they didn't put any money in it. They're just like whatever. No, it seems cheaply made. It. it seems cheaply made and hastily put together. That's the feeling I get from it. Yeah, a few extras here, some cheap scenes there. Just like you said, sets. There's just it seems very static. Like there's not a lot of sets. It's not like a James Bond film where they're going around different parts of the world and you can see the money on the screen, right? It's just sets. Do they have one scene, two scenes, five scenes all the way through? Like they just shot in one or two days. They go, okay, we're shooting all the lab scene stuff. And they just did all their lab stuff. And then they just have those few scenes. Yeah. It didn't seem kind of broken wide open. And even when he go, 
they go onto the planes and he has his has his uh, vision. It's just a super dreamy thing where everything's all fake. Yeah. Right. Just it's you're in a green screen room, just like Star Wars, like the prequels, and you're just everything around you is completely. You're not placed. And they couldn't. It seems like they couldn't. They couldn't commit to the technology. They were trying so hard to keep it African that it forced them into a position to sort of go with the pagan religions and yeah. the rural, rustic, you know, earth yeah. roots so that you have skyscrapers that look like skyscraper mud huts yeah. and you have like this attachment to this these, these sort of r- religious ideals and visions while creating super technology. Right. You know, and... I thought it was kind of uh, lazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Another thing that bothered me too was um, there was no buttons at the end of any of the scenes, right? Like there's no oomph. The scenes just end and it's typified to me where uh, with Stan Lee's cameo, right? So the, the best, I think I would say the best set piece of the film is in the casino, right? Mm-hmm. They all come into the it casino. Scene, yeah. They split up. You know, and they're looking for Claw. He's going to come bring the vibranium and they're going to snatch it and snatch him because he's the guy that planted the bomb that killed T'Challa's uh, father, right? So that's a good scene, but uh, they're gambling and then uh, T'Challa gets up off the table. Martin uh, Freeman is there with him and he gets up and walks away. And Stan Lee makes his camel. He's like, I think I'll just take these chips and bring them right over here and just take care of them for him. And then Martin <laughs> Freeman just gives him kind of a funny look. And the yeah. scene ends. Like, Be- because no he wasn't there. Oomph. You know, it's because oh, Stan yeah. Lee filmed all these bits, <laughs> That's I guess. Right. That's right. But I think that just typifies everything about this film where there's no oomph. Like those buttons, like you give me, not advice because I'm not a singer, but you made a good observation that when you sing, if you sing a song, always finish well. Yeah. Because that's what people are going to walk away with in an opinion of your performance is the ending. They don't remember anything else. Right. People got memories like TC flies, right? You, you, you sing the bridge badly. As long <laughs> as you hit that big note at the end, they yeah. forgot that it happened. Yeah, exactly. So in this film, there's no, you know, the buttons at the end of every scene, they're the mileposts that are going to guide you through the story, right? And there's no buttons at any of the scenes, no. right? There's nothing <laughs> that you walk away from that scene going, yeah. Well, it's like even like we'll go right to the end, right? In the end, they're like, he's like, we're going to bring Wakanda to you. And yeah. they're like, well, to be honest, really, what yeah. what does your shitty little African country have to give us? Right. And then he has a smile. And it's like, and that's it. That's, that's it. the end. That's the thing that's supposed now, to carry you. We know they have technology. The world doesn't know they have technology, but he, like, some flying fucking thing should have shown up or yeah. something like, you want to know what I have, you know, honky? Like, it should be, <laughs> you want to know? Look at this. And yeah. then everybody would be, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and then have a big dramatic sting with the orchestrated music. And yeah. that's it. And then he can smile. Yeah. Even wink the camera like Matt Houston if he wanted to, but, <laughs> you know, but no, it's just a little smirk, like deadpan kind of smirk. Yeah. The whole, a whole film is like that. There's no punch. There's no satisfying button right at the end of any of the scenes. Yeah. And I think that besides the, uh, you know, there's two white people in the film. One is an ally, one is an enemy. Maybe that's symbolic as well. Yeah. But everybody else is painted to be good. Everybody, even the bad guys. Like nobody's, 
really bad. Even the bad guy is only bad because of circumstance. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, it's a Marvel thing, but I think in this film, they didn't want to like get into it too much. Mm. And I think that even the main, the, the, the second, second villain, I guess you call him. Cause like you have claw is, is uh, Andy circus. Yep. And you have Killmonger. Killmonger. Yep. And Killmonger <clears throat> is the son of his uncle yep. or whatever. He fights for the throne. But when we see that kid, when when the father gets killed, yep. there is nothing that connects him. In fact, that scene kind of paints it to look like he's dabbling in the Amer- in America. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not living. He hasn't been living there for a year. Yeah, but he has a kid who's like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and they're like planning a heist or something. Yeah. So what's the thing about finding him? If he's had a spy in there with him, how is it that that uh, T'Chaka's uh, brother yep. has been gone for, let's say now, 10 years. Yep. And he's wanted so badly. Like, it's just with a spy at his side for how many years? <laughs> yeah, it's very... There's a problem very with the arbi- timeline. Yeah, it's a very arbitrary kind of just thrown together and scene. Even, and even if that were... Even if we assume... But, and, and the whole film... T'Challa is 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 torturing himself about what's happened to this kid. It's yeah. It's the linchpin that the heart of the film really spins on. Right? He's unhappy that his father didn't bring this kid into the fold. Yeah, but it's it, like you just abandoned him. Is that what we are? And he's like, I'm. It's to save Wakanda. And you go, well, what is Wakanda worth saving if we're doing shit like that? But right? what T'Challa should have done sooner, right yeah. off the bat, is just said, "Listen, you're my brother," and. Come live here, be with us. It's a mistake. My father made a mistake. Yeah. He should have never abandoned you. Yeah. And in this in the storytelling, that would have it would have forced Killmonger to change, but so they didn't do that. Yeah, well, it's just like Batman v Superman, right? Yeah. Like this is forced, manufactured. All you gotta do is just explain it. No, battle. Well Batman's gotta be belligerent and out of his mind and, and the fact Superman's that gotta be a dope. Killmonger <laughs> and uh T'Chaka. Yeah. Uh Killmonger's mom's name was Martha, right? It was Martha was oh, his mom. Shit, you're right. And, uh, that was a really interesting scene where t- t- <laughs> T'Challa's had, mom was Martha too. He had his too. foot on uh, T'Challa's neck and T'Challa said, save Martha! <laughs> that was great. That was a great scene. Martha with an M apostrophe, Artha? It's yeah, Artha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we kind of got into this before, but the special effects were janky. Like oh. They're so cheap. Like, like a video game. Yeah, most completely like a video game. It was ex- and what what you had mentioned it kind of accentuates that where there's a two a couple of scenes where there's a a virtual car someone's driving and Martin Freeman's fl- flying a virtual ship at the end. It's all like a video game. Like yeah. you're not even there. That's right. It's like Luke and uh, the Last Jedi. He's not even there. It's like watching an <laughs> Iron Man film and they spend sixty percent of the film in Tony Stark's lab. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly, and it's not. It's to- cool. There's it's cool not to- stuff there. Tony Stark's just sitting on a lounge chair, sipping martinis, and his hollow uh, Iron Man suits are going around doing all the shit. That's right. Didn't they do that? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> in did three that. films, I think they did. There's funny bits uh, where there's rhinos and vibranium armor that are attacking, and they're just knocking people away, and they just look like people again. <clears throat> you, people taking their cursor and going, what? Just yeah. pulling people away. <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, it's like there's again, no no physics, no velocity. It's just you, you, you talk about the empty Asian market, right? Mm-hmm. With you know, 
without exaggerating, there was probably 25, 30 people yeah. in, in the entire market. Yeah. Um, but and not in the spot where the cars crashed, no, they were which is right in front of all the shops. Oh, yeah. It was like... <laughs> It was like, uh, uh, like these guys have never been to a night market. <clears throat> it wasn't during the day, but still a market in any Asian country. It's like it's shoulder to shoulder. No. <laughs> it's like crashing in Dundas Young Square, Young Dundas yeah, Square I, at four in the morning. Yeah, you exactly. know, there's nobody there. Well, yeah, exactly. And even at five o'clock in the afternoon at Young and Dundas, it's about 10% of what you get in an Asian <laughs> yeah. market. Because it's unbelievable. And for those at home, if if you don't know uh, Young Dundas Square, you can watch uh, Suicide Squad. You see the, oh, the Joker and Batman right. race down Young Street right. past Young Dundas Square. That's right. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so with the rhino scene, it's like, here's here's a lot of people, not yeah. just 25, 30 people. It's yeah. a whole bunch of people, like an army. Yep. And the rhino runs, and he, all he manages to do, the plink, plink, it's like one person one person, oh, one person. He misses. Yeah. He misses the mob, yeah. and finds the individual to knock out of the scene. <laughs> it was right. so stupid because really, the I know, and the whole point is he should charge through there and like just trample everybody. Yeah, and all they had to do is put a little fire, and the rhino would have run over and stomped it out, just right. like Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, which right, is, which is a way better African film. Was that made in 1980? 80, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so old. I'm old, Chad. I saw that in the theater. Oh, yeah? I don't think I ever saw it in the theater. Probably saw it on Super Channel or First Choice. <laughs> Canadian kids, ask your parents. <laughs> yeah, the part where I found it really janky with the effects is the fight at the end between Killmonger and T'Challa, and they're on the maglev track. Oh, yeah. And the guys are just jumping up onto the post and swinging around. And like I said, there's no physics. There's no you know skeletal movements of the body. It just looks fucking like a video game. Yeah. Like everybody's running on their heels. Yeah. Like there's a there's like a marionette way that people move. Yeah. You know. I mean, they looked more I guess in the early Spider-Man films though they actually used acrobats and stuff, but even I think when they were doing CGI in Spider-Man, they looked better than what they were doing in Black Panther. Yeah. It was pretty like, bad. The 3D too. We saw it. I don't, might, might, again, it might be the varsity, but the uh, 3D was not good. It had the same look that I remember when I went to see Avengers in 3D. And there's scenes where they look like cutouts. Well, because that's all 3D after the fact, yeah. right? They're just slicing them and then moving them around like they're paper, like they're paper on a stick, right? Except when Avengers, they did it, it was relatively new stuff that they were trying to work with. Now you think they get they've it. got better ways to do it. You think and they're they like, no. You'd think they'd have it by now. All right, let's just send it to India. India can carve them out of there and move right. them on popsicle sticks. You were talking about uh, not only black power, but girl power too in this film. And uh, I really liked uh, I really liked the sister who was the Q. Uh, she's she, a, yeah, she's like the Q of uh, Wakanda, right? Yeah. And she's the comic relief. And she's she she represents us, actually, as yeah. the viewer, because she's we're the one we're gonna, we connect with the most. Well, the thing is, I think we connect with her is that she's exasperated with a lot of the shit that's going on. Yeah. Same as I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you asking questions? Like, she, but she was good. She really carried it well. She was fun. She looked like she was having fun. She might have been the only person other than Andy Circus who was, he really chewed the scenery. I think yeah. he was having fun as Claw. But she was good too. I liked, uh, there's one scene where T'Challa was all dressed up. I don't know if he was going to be coronated or what, but then she goes, oh my God, what's that? And he's wearing slippers. 
Yeah. She's like freaking out over his slippers. He's like, I wanted to wear the whole costume and she thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But they have the thing because earlier when he we first uh, see that character, mm-hmm. you know, they have a little banter back and forth. And yep. then she's walking away. He calls out going, I hope you like your, your outfit that you have to wear. Right. Like some outfit that she clearly doesn't like. Yeah. Yeah. And there was another good scene where she uh, was in the lab and uh, Martin Freeman's character had been injured and he's on a on a table and he gets up. She doesn't know he's up and around. He walks over to her and he says, he says something like, where am I? And she goes, oh, don't sneak up on me, colonizer. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a great. good line. And when they brought him in, she said, oh, great. Another white boy to to fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of talk in this film about mm-hmm. uh, the black experience. And a lot of talk in the film? In the film, in the dialogue, in the conversations between the characters. Okay. It was a constant reference to the black experience. Like even even Killmonger at the end says, bury me in the water like my brothers who prefer to die drowning at sea as opposed to get to America and be slaves or right. something like that, right? Right, right. Um, yep. And there's little jabs like when they're in that casino scene, yeah. when that fight happens, um, the one actress what was her name uh Danai Guerrera mm-hmm. played Okoy Okoy mm. Okoye something I'm not sure um she's her head shaved like all no, the she's warriors she's the general right she's right. the bodyguard and so they all have their heads shaved and so in that scene they have she's wearing a wig yeah and now wigs are like I, I saw the Chris Rock documentary like the wigs and hair is a, a big issue with um black women mm-hmm. and so she's wearing a wig and at one point She's like, right at the beginning. She's like, what is this thing? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's that two sides of this conversation about that as well. I think it was a directly related to that idea yeah. of why wear this. Yeah. Well, she has a funny, she's, she's made by one of the guys and, and then she starts fighting and it's funny. She takes her wig and throws it in somebody's face. Yeah. The first thing face. she does is get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. She, she's like, he's like trying to grab it and then she's <laughs> stabbing him with that stabber she has. <laughs> The stabby stabby the st- pole. The stabity stabber. <laughs> the st- I think that's what the Wakandans call it. The stabity stabber, made out of uh, vibranium, no doubt. <laughs> um, she had a good. Uh, I liked her a lot. The actress, she played it really well. She had a real take no shit attitude to her. That was apropos for a bodyguard, general of Wakandan royal bodyguard or whatever she was. Yeah, she played her role really well. She had a lot of gravitas. Yeah, and the girlfriend, she was good too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she was okay. They didn't explain her either. Like it, it seemed like she was out. Yeah, she was a spy away, freeing doing shit. people and doing. That shit. was a kind of an interesting uh, when he goes to get her to bring her back for the coronation. No, for the funeral. Oh, and the coronation. Yeah, yeah, yeah to sorry. get him crowned. Um, she's undercover and she's with a bunch of. It looks like it's a reference to the Boko Haram. A group in uh, Africa where they kidnapped a whole bunch of schoolgirls and took them way out right. in the middle of the jungle, and like people were looking, trying to get them back. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was a reference to that because it was all girls looking exactly the same. Like you saw videos of those girls that were being held by Boko Haram, and they were all wearing the same exact stuff. Right. right. And I guess they just released them. And so, so she was out freeing them, and that's what she wanted to do. She didn't want to come and live with in Wakanda and be the yeah. queen and. There was zero discussion about what what actually happened between them, unless I missed it. Because he, that she is his ex, 
they were going to be an item or whatever, and then they split up. Did they ever explain that? Well, Probably it, in one of those scenes where I started, my eyes rolled up to the back of my head. I'm you like, were, yeah. Well, if you were you like punch or fucking explode something, please. <laughs> that maybe maybe that was at one of the parts where I was hoping one of my ass cheeks would wake up from the numbness. You're of starting the to seat. feel the side, left side of your body. <laughs> That's right. I'm going. <laughs> give my left a, cheek a chance. Either I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Or this chair fucking sucks. Oh, and I was sitting next to this dick. I was there first. You and I got there yeah, first. Yeah. I got up to use the washroom. I come back, and this dick is right beside my seat now. He did, he used up the buffer, okay. and he had his elbow past the arm Uh-oh. through the whole thing. That is not. I even at one point said, "Is that the armrest or is that your elbow?" <laughs> you should have put your hand. <laughs> you should put your hand on his. Just sit it there. And whenever it got tense, just squeeze his hand. <laughs> Should have got about a hot dog from the from the snack bar and rested it in the crevice of his elbow. Can you hold this for me? <laughs> Only don't have a hot dog. Don't have a hot dog in the bun. Have something else in the bun, like uh, Justin Timberlake, dick in a box. Hey, you want some popcorn? What were we talking about again? So, I think it was Black oh, no, Panther. I, I got. I didn't get the impression that they were exes as much as. Yeah, circumstance just made it hard for them to have a relationship because she was off being a spy and freeing, uh, you know, captives, guess, yeah, and he was off was like point. chasing winter soldiers is to the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> Burn into my mind after cutting <laughs> cutting that video, which you can find in our collection of YouTube videos. Plug, plug, plug. Like I said, Andy Circus, I think he looked like he was having a lot of fun. He had a funny line in that casino scene where he's got his arm and he's blasting shit and he blows up a casino table and the money flies everywhere and he goes, Hey, look, I made it rain. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, and Martin Freeman was really good. He's always he's good. He's like a little piece of salt and a pepper shaker. That's right. You know, in a lot of those scenes, he's the only white guy. He had a funny, yeah. someone asked him a question uh I think it was a reporter when they were doing their um, junket. They're doing a press junket. And uh, somebody asked him, you know, what it felt like to be, they were very, you know, they're very political the way they ask it. They'll say, what's it like to be a white guy surrounded by black people? But like they're saying, what's it like to be the only non, the only Caucasian actor in a scene, a lot of scenes where you're, that you're the only non-black in the room. And he said, he gave a good response. He said, uh, it's like how black actors feel all the time. It's very good. Right? That's a good answer. Martin Freeman is a he's a great actor. It was weird to see him as an American, but he did it perfect. He was perfect in his yeah. Americanness. Yeah, not only in his accent, which is fine, but uh in his attitude, right? He's got he has he's like he has kind of a colonizer attitude. Like just of course, everything's gonna go my way, I'm gonna get my way, whatever. And He's thrown into this. He's the fish out of water, and he did a good job. Yeah, and and he stays true as an ally. Yeah. So un- unlike you know the and obvious that, where yeah. he would somehow turn on them because he was CIA, right? You yeah. Know, it could have been the guy who betrayed them. Yeah. And he had a good scene at the end. He had a he was a he was a linchpin in them, you know, winning. keeping keep winning and keeping Wakanda under wraps. That's right? right. He did good. Well, that's the other thing is that you know he got the he got the big hero scene. You know, by doing that, he he risked his life to save the day. Yeah, but there's none of that anywhere else in the film. Like you're right, like sacrifice, right? Yeah, he was willing to die. In that, he's the one who's actually sacrificing something. That's Even, true. T'Challa never sacrifices anything. You're right. You know, he loses his kingdom, which he had for a minute, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It's like even that. You know the. 
I go back to Wakanda and Wakanda was such a poorly executed place. Yeah. But even when they go to the mountains and the gorilla tribe, yeah, they don't emphasize the gorilla-ness of them very much either. Just like in the same way that you would think that that Wakanda would have like statues of panthers everywhere and like yeah. I said they got a throne room full of sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like birch sticks all hanging there. And they have these hairy arms. Yep. But in the comic, they look like gorillas. They they wore right. like gorilla skins or whatever to make it look like, right. like they were wearing sort of a, a costume of a gorilla. I wonder if that's some kind of racial statement, right? Or white gorilla? Well, because he's supposed to be the white gorilla, the main, the king there. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe they wanted to shy away from that. Right. But again, in that place, you're in the mountains. They trek up the mountain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look, we're in the mountain. Yeah. And the guys got it. They don't even want to go inside. So we can't see inside the, the that kingdom. Right. Just Instead, the throne Just the is not even it's a cave. It's like at a end of a walkway <laughs> open. Like it's freezing. It's snowing. There's ice everywhere. Yeah. And here he is in like a, a loincloth. He was good though that mountain he tribe was good. guy. He had some good lines. Like he was a great character too. Because are you finished, really? Are you finished? <laughs> yeah. He was good. The only thing I didn't like about that character was, like, he challenges uh, T'Challa at the beginning. He loses. T'Challa gives him kind of an honorable out or whatever. So yeah. whatever, all that stuff doesn't kill him. Doesn't kill him. Convinces him not to sacrifice himself. And then when they go up. Uh, to the mountain to the mount to the gorilla tribe the T'Challa is there he survived you know I think everybody knows if we're listening to nerd stocking you're gonna get spoilers so he survives and they have the last of the uh, apparently the last of the flowers that will give him back the Black Panther powers right yeah so the mountain guy is just like yeah okay he's here. And like I kept thinking, when he goes to give him the to give him the stuff, he's going to take it. The mountain guy is going to take it because he had, like I said before, he had a lot of grievances against the royal family. But he just suddenly he's just helpful as hell. Well, this is what I'm saying: is nobody's <laughs> bad in this. Yeah. It's like it's like all all the black characters are sticking together. Yeah. No matter what, even the bad guys, even yeah. the villains, and he's not a bad guy, but he's like yeah. he's the antagonist. Yeah, and and even it's a you know it's a historical fact that the most the most brutal fights are within cultures yeah right like they'll because they're your neighbors and there's nobody you're gonna hate worse than your neighbor right that's and they're brutal with each other and they have to be to you have to uh, treat your neighbor like he's nothing because yeah. you've got to win at his expense so you we kept expecting scene after scene after scene people to betray each other there was one guy who was like this is the other thing is that so you have Killmonger is bad because his father was killed yep and he's got you know issues and he went through a hard life because of it right and he got his dad gave him a glow in the dark tattoo in his lip which oh how did he do that did he have the special <laughs> he the lip tattoo thing he had the vibranium tattoo yeah. uh, little needle. needle in his pocket and it's like yeah. that was stupid yeah. but anyway the and then you have like um, the one Judas guy. Yeah. And that guy turned bad for the dumbest of reasons. <laughs> true. Yeah, exactly. Because T'Challa just, went just... up one time and he caught the guy, Claw, yeah. who this this Judas character wanted him got because that guy, Claw, killed his parents. Yep. So he T'Challa goes out suddenly to go get him. Yep. Because they heard where he was. Yeah. He does catch him. And then through happenstance, 
uh, Killmonger shows up and breaks him out of out of the holding cell or the holding room or whatever. Yep. And they lose him because the the Killmonger has a gun so powerful that it knocks Black Panther on his ass for a minute. You know. <laughs> yep. And yeah. and then the Judas guy is angry that T'Challa didn't bring him home and and betrays his entire nation for it. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, well, there's a lot of, there's this African, you know, uh, ceremonial, royal, you know, succession thing that's very serious. As soon as Killmonger wins, everyone's got to fucking snap and follow this guy without question. Mm -hmm. But this guy just sold out their, you know, T'Challa and his royal family for nothing. And they're friends. (laughs) And he was the, he's like the husband of the general. Yeah. And who also tends to the rhinos. Okay. So he's the one who calls the rhinos. Oh, yeah. He's, well, he's like, like a sentry or yeah, something. Yeah, they're, they're around the outskirts. Pretend or, they're farmers, or, yeah. but it's all a front while yeah. they're still raising killer rhinos <laughs> who are looking for forest fires. <laughs> but, the, you know, yeah. you have, uh, even at the end, uh, with, during that fight where he's he got he's creating an uprising supporting Killmonger, and his wife is decided she's no longer going to support the this this asshole king because he's not you know no longer he didn't kill t'challa right and she's gonna kill him because she has honor and he's like you're gonna kill me yes husband i'm gonna kill you motherfucker because i'm the general and you're an asshole traitor that's right like yeah he's he's actually the biggest creep in the film yeah he's maybe like we didn't see enough with claw to know how bad he is because they don't again they don't there was lots of character development that they just decided not to do. Yeah. That's another flaw is that you don't really, there's nothing to grab onto, like nothing to hold onto for the characters to relate to and hold onto and help you follow their stories through the film. Yeah. I would say in all probably Black Panther, maybe a six. Maybe. I didn't like it. I would have said six. Maybe a five. The more I talk about it, the less I like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not one I'm going to watch again. It's, you know, think. it proves that you can make a movie with black people and it can be great and they can be heroic and there can be, you know, and they should make more. Yeah. And Black Panther was a great character. They should have, they should have brought him in sooner. Yeah. But these, these stories, I don't know, like this was like the longest origin story ever. <laughs> and I wish that they, you know, we say, you, you know, you mentioned Ant-Man and Wasp, which Ant-Man was a great movie and it was small. Yeah, and they have to make more small movies. And the, this was a small movie. This yeah. was not a big, big storyline. They didn't have to fight alien races and do all those things. Well, I think they wanted to try to make it in its own way, in its own Wakandan way. They wanted to make it about a whole nation and big stakes. The whole world, what we do now, determines what happens to the whole world, right? Yeah. And uh, they tr- it, they talked a lot about it being a big stakes and a big movie, but the the implementation of it is not big. It looked very cheap and insular and but even the story is place right? place in one real, really one place. And it's very small, but you know, and I hate to use this as the, the reference, but it was very Lion King ish, mm. you know, like yeah, we had the opening, like the Lion King, uh, in the story, there's a father telling his son a story about Wakanda and they're bringing you up to speed about what, what is Wakanda and how they got to be this technological powerhouse yeah and it was all about like you know fighting for being the king of the lions yeah you know in this case the panthers yeah 
So I don't know. I don't know if six is too generous. I think <laughs> that these movies now, maybe will there be a second Doctor Strange? Unlikely. <laughs> you know, will yeah. there be another Black Panther? There yeah, definitely, definitely will, will be because it's making it's, tons of cash. Yeah, making it's, it was a bigger hit than Doctor Strange. I also, was. I also heard forty five percent of the tickets uh, were sold to women. It was uh, women wow. buying them. So you know that's changing that demographic as well. Yeah. And that might wake uh, wake executives up to the fact that, you know, people aren't all white anymore, right? As they imagined they used to be in the here superhero genre. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. Big starting inclusion, and that's great. Inclusion is great. I would love to see a great Black Panther movie. They just haven't made it yet. Yeah. So they right. should have, they have to get on it. But you know, supported. This is a this was a political statement more than a, a film statement. It was just an okay movie. Yeah. But maybe it it maybe it's an okay movie that just changed the face of action movies. Right. You know, or superhero movies. Right. I'll wrap it up. But uh, if you guys think that uh, Black Panther really means more than what we've let on here, if you think it's a more important movie. Did we miss something? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, maybe at some point, we're just two white guys. Maybe we missed the point of the film, so... So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us through email. It's nerds at nerdstocking.com. Please, like I said at the beginning of the show, you can you can like and uh, subscribe uh, depending on what podcast platform you're on. And then you can also visit nerdstocking.com because all our social media feeds, our uh, episode lists and uh, collection of our YouTube videos, they're all there to be seen. So good night. Good night. Good night.